It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 3.58 on a Saturday afternoon. Joe Giglio and Ben Davis hanging out with you right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Adam Regner behind the glass with Ed Benkin on the other side with your updates. And, of course, you with us at 888-729-9494, pound 9494. That gets you aboard. We'll get back to the phone calls and your thoughts in a few minutes. Right now, we go out to the Sports Carlton guest line, and we bring in Brandon Gowton. You know him from Bleeding Green Nation. Been there at all these Eagles practices so far. We'll talk a little birds with him right now. Brandon, how are you, bud? Doing all right. Happy to have you with us here. And so today was the first day, right? It felt like, at least for me, the first day. When they start putting the pads on, that's when it starts to feel a little bit more real. Uh, Your thoughts, kind of an overall perspective on the team so far, Brandon, and then we'll get into today. Camp so far, how do you feel about this team, you know, a week in or so? Well, you're right, Joe. You know, the action starts today really when the pads go on. It was a long practice. I think they went about three hours, so. It was hot out there. It was humid. Excited to finally being able to actually pop each other a little bit. Obviously not tackling to the ground, but things are picking up physically. I think overall, you're looking at this offense and you're seeing a lot of uh, drops and mistakes and things like that. And the quarterbacks haven't been perfectly sharp yet. I think they're a little bit behind. I think the defense is a little bit more ahead. I think, you know, it doesn't have the pass rushers and they're already showing signs of promise. And, and the linebackers and the coverage is really good from the secondary and things like that. So I think... To, to start it early, I think the defense has the lead for now. Do you think that's for a talent perspective, or do you think that's more of just where they are in camp? That happens a lot with defenses you know, ahead of the offense, especially when a new offense is coming in. Or do you sense some optimism there on your part and really everyone's part with the defense in terms of how good they could be? Because, look, Brandon, we talked about it all offseason. I mean, Jim Schwartz is a big upgrade over Billy Davis, but at the same time, you know, how much of an upgrade, how good could they be this year compared to last year? I think there's definitely talent to work with on this defense. Like I said, you talk about the pass rushers. They even have a good rotation there with Vinny Curry, who I think is primed to have a big year, especially going from the four, or the three, four rather to the four, three is a more natural position as a defensive end there. Uh, you know, you have Brandon Graham, who was looking really good in practice today, pushing people back. Like they were just nothing. Uh, you know, Connor Barwin's still there. You have t- talent at linebacker with Hicks and Bradham and, and Kendricks and those guys. And, and the secondary, obviously, Malcolm Jenkins had a couple interceptions today. He's really talented. Rodney McLeod, you saw him kind of pop Josh Huff a little bit after Huff made a catch. You see he's a physical player. I think he's going to be a good addition to the defense. So there's there's talent to work with here. What's the biggest difference for you, uh, being someone that's been in a lot of these camps and been a lot of the practices the last few years, between a Chip Kelly practice, between a Chip Kelly camp so far, and Doug Peterson, we keep hearing how much you know Doug is kind of hearkening back and bringing it back to Andy Reid and, and what he used to do. 
but kind of contrast that to what Chip used to do. How, how are these practices different? I, it seems like the length of them is, is certainly one way. It's, it's a lot different. Uh, for me, you know, starting covering the team more so in 2013, all I knew were Chip practices for a while. So getting to see these Doug Peterson practices, which are obviously stemming from what he's learned from Andy Reid, it's a lot slower. Uh, he's, he's not afraid to kind of jump in there if something's wrong and kind of correct a mistake right away, whereas Chip would kind of just let things go. And his philosophy was he could correct those mistakes after practice in the film room and things like that. He just wanted to get as many reps as possible. Doug Peterson kind of slows it down a little bit more. Uh, we'll, we'll get more involved, coach the players up. It's definitely a different approach, a lot slower. I think some of the players like it so far. How, what's your impression of him so far, Brandon, in terms of Doug Peterson himself? I, you know, from the moment they brought him in, I, I've had some questions about what kind of coach he's going to be. I think you have that anytime there's a new, you know, a brand new first time NFL head coach. But just the way he's commanding the team uh, and just the way he's handled himself this first week uh, as the head coach during training camp, your thoughts on Doug so far? I think you look at the comments by Jason Peters uh, earlier this week, and I think you see the kind of respect that Doug has from the players as a former player himself. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of guys kind of respect that. And even you look at the whole entire coaching staff he's brought in, there's a lot of former players on the staff. And I think, you know, that was obviously a big disconnect in the Chip Kelly era with the fact that some players, you know, felt like they couldn't relate to Chip and, and probably the entire staff. And it just, wasn't the best environment. So I think from that perspective, it's an upgrade. You know, I still think Doug Peterson has a a lot to prove in terms of, you know, how is he going to be as a play caller and and manage the clock and things like that. You know, he's a rookie. Uh, It's going to might take some time. I don't think he's necessarily the most inspiring person, but uh, I think he deserves a fair shake. And I think the players respect him, which is a good start. Oh, it is, right? I mean, he, ha- he has that. He does deserve a, a fair shake. Brand, do you feel that the, the lines of communication are definitely more open now with Peterson here than they were with Chip? Absolutely. I mean, just to even see it in practice where, again, like Chip, or Chip was, you know, he, he didn't want to go in there and, and he doesn't want to fix mistakes right away and talk to players. And I think some players kind of like the hands-on approach that Doug takes and his coaching staff where, they make that mistake, they kind of get it corrected right away as opposed to, you know, waiting until later and maybe, you know, because they might make that mistake, same mistake later in practice or something. So I think, you know, some of the players feel like they're being taught more. Uh, It's at a pace that they like. I think, you know, a lot of the players, again, going back to that kind of disconnect with Chip Kelly, I think a lot of them are buying in so far. We've had you on the phone for about five minutes and neither of us have asked a question about Carson Wentz. So I feel like we're getting to the point where (laughs) where we've gone too long here without a Wentz question. Uh, How has he looked so far? I, from what I've read from your reports, from everyone else out there at camp, Mm -hmm. it seems like it's been some ups, some down, some good, some bad, which I think any rookie quarterback would probably present at this point uh, of their first season. Uh, How has he looked in your mind? Is any different than he looked maybe during some of the spring availabilities? I think he looks a little bit better than he was in the spring. I think, you know, you see less of those wobbly throws that he had getting adjusted to the NFL ball and everything like that. Uh, I think there's moments, like you said, there's a lot of highs and lows. You see times where, you know, he's a rookie and he makes a mistake and he, he maybe he underthrows a pass uh, or the, the accuracy isn't good. Or sometimes there's just times where he's working with these undrafted free agent receivers and he's just not even on the same page with them and, working through things like that as he learns the offense, which is only natural. But there are also times where Carson Wentz will make a throw like he did today, 50-yard bomb to Josh Huff. And you, know, you see why the Eagles traded so much to get him. And you see his talent. And you see him run around the field and because and he can scramble out and he can step up in the pocket. He's really mobile. 
there's times, you know, where you see the highs and times where you see the lows as well. What would you say overall? I know it's early yet, but what is his best trait or weapon? Is it to me the downfield downfield ball? Uh, that's definitely not only just being able to throw that, but also just being willing to throw that. I mean, you look at Sam Bradford and a lot of his passes, even in practice, you know, he's, he's always tempted to go short. And, you know, while sometimes that's the smart play and not trying to force things, I, I do like how Carson is aggressive. I think, you know, in the NFL, you really need to attack down the field at times and look for that big play. Uh, you know, we obviously saw the Eagles have a lot of success with big plays under Chip Kelly in 2013 when they had one of the best offenses in the league the Eagles obviously don't have the kind of skill players to kind of make those big plays on the same kind of regular basis that was a historic season but I think you know you look at Carson and his ability and not only again not only his arm talent but just the mentality and the aggressiveness to go down the field Brandon what about uh, Sam Bradford so far in this camp and we heard some stories he put on some weight I mean Look, I've never been a Sam Bradford fan or supporter, at least not, you know, since his NFL career started going the wrong way. I did like him way back in the day in college. But I think if to be fair to him, there, there's a segment that, that could be said that, look, he was coming off the injury last year, didn't have an offseason to train, second year back from this particular knee injury, the last one, that he could be better this year, could be in more in a better physical condition and maybe uh, be a better quarterback. How has he looked physically to you the second camp you're seeing him? Definitely a lot better than last year. You know, he entered camp last year coming off a of spring where he really didn't do too much. So he's completely healthy. And I, I do think, you know, that you have to kind of think about that and be like, all right, you know, this is his first off season in, in quite a while where he's actually able to, you know, lift weights and, and train and actually get, you know, into the playbook and, and take reps instead of having to just rehab, you know, but at the same time, obviously, not only do we not feel like he's the answer at long term, you know, the Eagles clearly feel the same way and that's why they drafted Carson Wentz. And so it's kind of a weird situation, but uh, I think so far in camp, Bradford probably looks the best because, because you know, uh, you know what he can do too. And you know, uh, you know, he has the talent to some extent, but I think, you know, it, it's just, it's really only a matter of time until he's not in there. We're talking to Brandon Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation about Eagles camp. Brandon's been out there covering these practices. The Eagles put on the pads for the first time on Saturday. And Brandon, as we look forward here with what you've seen so far and kind of projected out to the rest of the camp, who's been a name or two that's kind of stood out to you that maybe, you know, we don't talk about much here or haven't yet, but will over the next couple of weeks. I know Jalen Mills is a really interesting name that keeps coming up in a lot that I've read. His green hair was a big thing the first day of camp. Has he looked as good as maybe some of the headlines have made him out to be so far? That's exactly the name I was going to, Joe. So, you know, good setup there. Uh, yeah, they're calling him the Green Goblin. He has that, that neon green hair, and he, he sounds like he's planning on keeping it. And, you know, so far he's looked really good. Now, obviously, a lot of these practices prior to today, they were all, you know, no pads and, you know, earlier in camp, a lot of just rookies, mostly rookie wide receivers who haven't even been looking that good. So it's not like he's had the best competition either. But for what he's been able to do, you know, he's active every single day, breaking up passes, getting an interception, just making plays in general. You don't see too many wide receivers making catches on him. Now, this is really where Jalen Mills is going to be tested more as the pads come on. We're going to see how he has to get physical uh, defensive backs coach Corey Unlin kind of ripped him at one di- uh, one point today after he kind of gave up a catch and he was on the ground. You know, he told him to get up. So, I mean, you know, he, he's a rookie. He's a seventh-round pick for a reason. There are obviously some character concerns and things like that. 
but he also had some talent as well, and it would be huge, you know, if he could step up at cornerback, set the spot of, you know, kind of a little weakness there in the defense. I was listening on the way in, and Ray Didinger had him up as high as maybe the fourth round. And, you know, obviously, like you just discussed with the character issues there, that, um, you know, that's probably why he dropped to the seventh round. But uh, from what we understand, he's going to see maybe a, a little more playing time than anyone expected. Yeah, the corner, the whole quarterback situation is interesting right now because it seems like you really only have one guy locked in there, and that's Leotis McKelvin, obviously a guy who has experience with Jim Schwartz in Buffalo. Uh, the Eagles have really praised him a lot this offseason. Schwartz seems to like him. Peterson seems to like him. So that's one of your starters. Then the other cornerback spot, you know, who knows? Uh, Ron Brooks, who is mostly kind of just a special teams player, has been getting a lot of first-team snaps on the outside. There's still Nolan Carroll, who obviously was a starter for the Eagles last year. And their second-round pick, Eric Rowe, who was interestingly kind of not named by Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz earlier this week when both of those coaches talked about the cornerback picture. So, you know, the door is open here for, for Mills for playing time, even if he's not a full-time starter. You know, they're going to have to get him on the field somehow. Last one for you, Brandon. The extension to the contract of Darren Sproles. Did that surprise you? I saw some of Howie Roseman's quotes about it and talked about building culture and, and trying to show the younger guys around here that if you do things the right way, if you perform uh, and you want to stay, they'll keep you around. And it, it's a way to motivate probably some of the younger guys. But if he's a 33-year-old running back who didn't have a great year last year, usually those guys don't get an extra year tacked onto their contract. Did the Darren Sproles contract extension surprise you? Yeah, there are some surprising elements, like you said, just, you know, that his age and also that he's kind of coming off one of his worst seasons in terms of yards per catch and yards per attempt, per rushing attempt and things like that. Uh, obviously still very good as a punt returner, so there's the value there, but you, know, you have to question, you know, how effective can he be? For what it's worth, he still looks as fast as ever in training camp, which is obviously a good sign, uh, but we're going to see how, we're going to have to see how the Eagles really plan to use him. Doug Peterson kind of that he's going to use him in an extensive role. I really don't see that as much. I mean, you know, the Eagles have talked about how they're going to have a running back by committee and things like that. But uh, I, I do think there is some merit to Howie Roseman talking about culture, you know, Chip Kelly's favorite word and things like that, because Sproles is very respected in that locker room. You know, a lot of the guys look up to him. Uh, you know, a, a young player like Kenyon Barner, has, he's a guy who is really, you know, specifically – kind of wanted to be mentored by Darren Sproles. So you look at examples like that and how much he just kind of means to the team. Uh, it follows the pattern of what the Eagles have done this earlier this offseason with keeping guys like Selleck and keeping guys like Jason Peters. Uh, it just seems that's what they want to do right now. It certainly does. Brandon, appreciate a few minutes here. Always enjoy the coverage, and we'll catch up again soon. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, Brandon. There he goes. Brandon Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation. You can check him out there. He's always streaming video or putting up posts from Eagles practice.